This is The Structuring Podcast. Good day and welcome back. This is episode 10 of The Structuring Podcast. Terry War here and today's topic is the key roles in a discretionary trust. Well, a discretionary trust is a, a trust in which the trustee has discretion over who will benefit from it. And it's made up of about four main roles. The first one is the trustee. The trustee will be either a person or a company, and they are the one that controls the day-to-day activity of the trust. They will hold the trust assets, and they will enter contracts in their capacity as trustee. The next position is that of the settlor, and the settlor is the one that actually starts the trust off by handing the initial property of the trust to the trustee. This is usually just $10, and they will hand the $10 plus the deed to the trustee and say, here, can you hold this for the benefit of the beneficiaries under the terms of the deed? Trustee will say, yep. And once they accept the $10, that is the beginning of the trust. Because of Section 102 of the 1936 Tax Act, the settlor cannot benefit from the trust. If they do, the trust could be taxed at the top marginal tax rate. So nearly always the trust deed itself will exclude the settlor and their children from benefiting from the trust. And for that reason, the accountant or the solicitor that sets up the trust, they should never be the settlor because if they were to later charge a fee to the trust, for example, a legal fee or a preparation of a tax return, the trustee would be breaching the terms of the trust if they paid the lawyer or the accountant because they're the settlor and excluded. So that won't be a good start to the trust. Perhaps the most important position in the trust is that of the appointer. And sometimes these are called protectors or maybe guardians in some deeds, but we'll just refer to them as appointers. Basically, the appointer is the person or persons who has the power to hire and fire the trustee. So the appointer can just remove the company which is acting as trustee and put in a new trustee as long as they do it in accordance with the deed. And for that reason, they have the most powerful position in the trust. Even though they may not control the day-to-day decisions of the trustee, they can control who the trustee is. So it's very important who the appointer is. And you need to consider what happens if the appointer dies or, or loses capacity. Probably another important, most important part of the trust is the beneficiaries. So only people or entities that are beneficiaries of the trust can benefit from it. Usually there'll be at least one person named as a beneficiary, but there'll be a whole group of unnamed beneficiaries. And they're usually beneficiaries by virtue of their relationship to the named beneficiary. For example, it might say Homer is the principal beneficiary. The secondary beneficiaries are the relatives of Homer, so the cousins, the brothers, sisters, parents, children, grandchildren, spouses, etc. And actually the beneficiaries of a trust are quite fluid because Homer may not have grandchildren when he sets the trust up, but as soon as they're born, they'll be beneficiaries by virtue of their relationship to Homer. He may not have a spouse when the trust is set up, but when he does get a spouse, that spouse may become a beneficiary automatically. And if he changes spouses, the old one might be thrown out as a beneficiary and the new one is now a new beneficiary. So in summary, 
there's four roles in a trust. You've got the trustee, the settlor, the appointer, and the beneficiaries. All right, we'll leave it there for today. Take care, and we'll see you again in the future. You've been listening to The Structuring Podcast. Check out the show notes for today's episode at www.structuring.com.au forward slash podcast.